It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in to another edition of Future Brew, our Michigan football recruiting podcast right here on MazeandBrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon, and joining me this week, John Simmons, our Maze Brew uh, Michigan football recruiting contributor, as well as Seth Barry, another Michigan football contributor at Maze and Brew. John, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Vaughn. Just kind of hanging out till this uh, women's basketball game gets started in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. So full transparency, uh, we yeah, we're recording on a Monday night. Uh, women have not tipped off yet. Um, that's going to be a great game and uh, shot at the final four on the line. Definitely excited to see that. And we'll have some content on mazebrew.com after that game as well. Seth, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Louisville's pretty tough. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward from the football perspective that it looks like they're actually going to have a spring game this year. I think last year, if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, it was a weather-related thing, so they didn't have it. The year before that's COVID, so I think first time in a few years is happening. It looks like 45 and sunny, so I, I might head out there. Um, we'll see, but yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun, I guess, a fun thing. Um, that Michigan football is they'll be out there and in front of some fans, and you know, so to should be good. Yeah, it's 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 always such an exciting time for me with uh, obviously with being able to cover all the recruits that are coming to the spring game. And we're going to talk about that in just a second, but also just now that the most of the sports uh, spring seasons are, are pretty much ending uh, women's basketball will be over within 
Um, you know, I mean, at, at the earliest tonight, but hopefully it doesn't end tonight. Hockey's moving on to the frozen four. So they'll, they have another week and a half or two weeks uh, for their season. But this is really like the last taste of anything U of M um, related. I guess you still have softball and baseball. It just doesn't get all of the publicity and, and the, the streaming and everything that it should. Uh, but this is really like the, the last big, big thing until uh, football kicks off again in the fall. And it's always interesting to see who's leading at what position uh, for the guys that are um, taking over for guys that have left, like Aiden Hutchinson, David Ojabo. Those guys are going to have to be replaced by some of the younger guys. Mike Morris, you'll assume that uh, him and Jalen Harrell will, uh, will, will step in, but it's always just interesting to see uh, what happens here. But um, uh, other than just the spring game itself, uh, Michigan is expecting a few prospects in the 2023 class um, to come and uh, watch the game up close, check out Ann Arbor and uh, really just take in uh, another unofficial visit. Uh, for the Wolverines, and, and they've got a couple really big-time prospects coming their way. And let's just start right off at the top um, with the top-ranked visitor expected in Ann Arbor this weekend, and that is 2023 five-star defensive lineman Nicholas Harbor. Uh, he is 6'5", 225 from Washington, D.C. He is ranked number 16 overall and the number two athlete on the 24 seven sports composite. He has offers from just about everybody you can think of, but the schools making the most moves in this recruitment right now are Michigan, Oklahoma, Alabama, Oregon, and I'd probably say Maryland as well. Penn state has been doing a pretty decent work with him uh, as well. So he is right at the top of the board for Michigan, not only at the defensive line position, but I would say just in total, because he is a complete freak of an athlete. He also competes in the track and field. If he didn't want to play college football, he could easily be an Olympian uh, for America's track and field team. It's just crazy how, how fast he is at how big uh, of a frame at 6'5", 225, he can run. Um, so John, um, I think it's safe to say for me that uh, much like Darius Clemens in the last cycle, I've been talking about how much I love Nicholas Harbor for pretty much this entire 2023 class so far. And I don't think I'm going to be stopping anytime soon because this kid is just a crazy good prospect. If he didn't want to play defensive line, he could easily be a wide receiver or a jumbo tight end. Um, and I just think it's massive that he's coming for the spring game. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him back for an official visit in the next couple months, probably somewhere in June or July. That's usually when Michigan likes to have all of their top targets in for the official visits in the summertime if they don't come in the fall for a uh, football game. Um, so Michigan has a prime opportunity to make a, make a big move here. And I really hope they're able to this weekend, John. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, regardless of position, uh, Harbor is probably in like the top three uh, overall targets, I think, on Michigan's board. You know, just that athleticism is, you know, in the top 0.0001% of, uh, you know, athletes in America right now. So I think he'd just be a rare guy to get on the edge you know I like him on defense too I think he just impact will be more 
um, felt there uh, rushing the passer and Michigan's put themselves in a really good spot here. Um, getting two unofficials before a likely official visit. I agree with you that Michigan will probably get an official visit in the, the summer um, if he doesn't uh, decide to take him during the fall. But I think they have a lot of uh, good positive vibes in this recruitment. His track coach um, is a Michigan uh, law school alum. Um, there's Michigan has a lot of ties to the DMV area through Biff Poggi. I just think it's setting up really well for Michigan here. Um, I think he's a well-rounded kid that uh, appreciates academics as well. So I think Michigan can just kind of bring it all to the table for him. So this will be another chance to show out for him and hopefully uh, kind of further what I think may be a lead for him. Hey guys, I'm, I mean, I agree with, with everything. I, it's a huge weekend to have, to have Harbor on campus, a prospect like him. When we, when we talk about just watching highlights and Vaughn, I know you kind of spoke to this, but um. Just I, I like watching his track highlights and just turning those on and, you know, as opposed to, you know, the football ones, but just just the way he can move and run. And you, you just you, you spoke about his just overall athleticism and um, it, it obviously be a huge get for for Michigan if they can keep on this. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a huge weekend for for him. Um, you know, obviously, when when Mike Elston came on board, you know, he's he's been, you know, getting good relationships, not only with Harbor, but with a, with a lot of edge edge type rushers. Um, but Harbor's obviously, you know, he can play, he's a guy who could play multiple positions, but yeah, it's, it's a big weekend for Michigan and for Harbor. And, um, you, you know, hopefully, hopefully down the road, you know, not too long after this weekend, we can hear about an, him taking an official visit. So. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I'm with you that <laughs> I, I just love watching him run in, on, on the track. It's just, you wouldn't think that you would find all of that fun. Like me personally, I don't find like cross country track and field, anything like that. Usually that interesting or like horse racing, like any kind of race, really, I'm just kind of turned off by, um, but, but watching him fly, it's just, it is a thing of beauty. Just seeing him at how big he is and getting to the, the speed that he's able to get to it's, it's kind of crazy. And I, I don't say that like very often about prospects, but like it, just from an athleticism standpoint, if he competed at like the NFL combine, he would blow everybody out of the water. It's just crazy how athletic he is. And obviously uh, he's able to put that together on the football field as well. Just because you're a good athlete doesn't mean that you're a, a good football player necessarily. He just so happens to be both. So huge weekend for Michigan. Hopefully they are able to uh, roll out the red carpet for him and uh, get him back on an official visit uh, sometime in the next few months. I would prefer um, and really just to lock that in as soon as possible if if he's uh, so inclined to do so. But let's move on to Harbor's high school teammate along the defensive line. And uh, that is three-star Joseph Mupoyi, and he is a very interesting prospect as well. He's listed at 6'5", 210. He is not as not ranked as high as Harbor. He's ranked number 768 on the composite. Uh, but perhaps that is because he's only been playing the game of football for about a year. So he is very new to the game of football. So he holds other offers. Uh, now, keep in mind, like I said, he's only been playing for about a year, but he has other offers from Penn State, Ole Miss, Miami, 
uh, Maryland, Rutgers. Those are the other schools that have offered him so far. Uh, Mike Elston offered him back in January. So this will be uh, his first time, I believe, visiting Michigan and seeing Mike Elston uh, in person. So this is going to go a long way for this recruitment as well. Uh, John, I'll uh, pass the torch to you. Uh, outside of this potentially helping with Harbor, I think Mupoyi is a decent prospect in his own right. And there's just something about kids that haven't played uh, football much in their life that just appeals to Michigan for some reason. Like David Ojabo is a good example of that. Uh, Alessandro Lorenzetti in the last cycle uh, along the offensive line, he hasn't played much football. And when they took Julius Welshov uh, back in 2018, I think was the class he was in. Uh, coming from Germany, he hadn't played a whole lot of football in his life either. So this is just one of those recruitments where I kind of just sit back and let Michigan's past evaluations of athletic guys who don't have much football experience do the talking, quite frankly. So this is another one of those. And I'm really intrigued to see where he sits on the defensive line board, because there's a ton of guys uh, at this point, and it's just growing by the day. Yeah, you know, scouting is about projection. So um, you know, you think of all these evaluators looking at these prospects, seeing that they're, uh, they, you know, perform well in the field already. And this is without having years of training and development and things like that. So I think, you know, it's easy to fall in love with those traits and imagine a very high ceiling for these guys. And, you know, it's worked out for Michigan so far with Ajabo, who I think um, Upoi has already, you know, specifically named as a guy that he's looked to um, with Michigan's development there. Someone I think he feels uh, is a similar to him. And I think Michigan kind of feels um, the same way they did about Ojabo, uh, you know, potential wise. I think they feel that they can transform Mupoi into an elite pass rusher as well with all those traits that they have. Um, and, you know, it's kind of easier to take a guy that hasn't, uh, you know, spent years in learning bad habits or anything like that. They can kind of mold him um, into the the technique that they like to play and how it helps them the best. So I think uh, it, it, you know, helps them a lot and uh, can kind of, you know, may take a couple of seasons, but uh, it pays off in the end. And sometimes even ahead of track in the case of someone like Ajabo. Yeah, th this is a prospect that I, I looked into somewhat extensively. I think I did an, an article maybe a month back and, and he was, um, he was a part of that article, but just looking at his film and I dove into it, you know, for, for a little bit of time. And, and you could definitely see some of those traits just in terms of like, like you talked about Vaughn, he's been playing football for a year. So he's, he's very raw. Um, you know, his, his get off ability isn't great yet. Um, from what I could tell, but when, I mean, when he gets to the backfield and you could just tell he, he, he's, he's fast. Um, you know, he just, he, he has to hone in obviously on some of his technique. Um, but like you guys said, it's about how you project out, you know, multiple years, years from now, it's not about, uh, what he's doing right now, but he had obviously has a lot of good traits. Like usually whenever he got to the backfield, he finished, um, finished those tackles, whether it's get to a, a running back or a quarterback chasing him down from behind. Um, so there are a lot of, a lot of things that I really liked about, um, you know, about his game as it is. And obviously as it keeps evolving and he grows into his body, you know, a little more, maybe put some, put some weight on his six, five, two ten. Uh, so he's a thin build. Um, but yeah, if Michigan can continue to establish a relationship with him and we'll see how, you know, the visit goes for him this weekend. Um, but it's a prospect that could surely keep, um, keep ascending. So. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I And I want to go back to John's point, too, and you brought it up as well, Seth, is that scouting, it's all about projection. And it's not about where the kid's at now. It's about where the kid's going to be at. And you guys nailed it. it he is 6'5", 210. So like you brought up, Seth, he's got some weight to put on for sure if he wants to play D1 Big Ten college football. There's no question about it. But with the frame that he already has – and he's like you said, Seth, he's going to have to hone in on the technical standpoint, getting all of the techniques down, because it's it's one thing to be fast and, and strong and everything that goes into, you know, I guess, strength and conditioning. But it's another thing to be able to beat a left tackle, beat a right tackle and successfully get to the quarterback, especially if you got to go through a running back who's going to be blocking you as well. So a lot of it goes into the hand technique of the footwork as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So I I think it's worth taking a chance on a guy that hasn't played a whole lot of football. Michigan has done really well with these evaluations and David Ojabo being obviously the most recent example of that. Uh, well, Shav has has had his moments in Ann Arbor for sure. We'll see what Lorenzetti brings to the table uh, along the offensive line. But uh, I'm totally OK with taking a, a project guy and kind of stashing him away for a season or two, letting him get uh, the strength and conditioning all down and, and, and the technique and everything, learning the playbook. And then maybe he can pop out like a David Ojabo did uh, his redshirt sophomore season and uh, end up. Uh, being a first round pick potentially um, it, it maybe a second round pick with Ojabo's injury, but uh, you all get my point. So yeah, I, I think it's a decent prospect, a very interesting prospect to say the least. And um, it certainly doesn't hurt that he is uh, the teammate of Nicholas Harbor. Um, it, it would not hurt in that recruitment either. Um, let's move on to another defensive lineman. Uh, John, this is just like last week's uh, podcast. It was just like the D-line podcast. We're going to get to an offensive player at some point, uh, but we're going to flip uh, to that later on. Um, let's go to the final defensive lineman here. Also in the 2023 class, uh, a little less known then Harbor and Mupoyi, and his name is Tyreek Blanding, and he's 6'3", 275, uh, is from John's Neck of the Woods in the state of New York, not a super common place where Michigan goes after recruits, but uh, he is an exception uh, to that rule. He doesn't hold a composite ranking yet on 24-7, but he is an 86 uh, according to 27 or 24 seven sports. So that's like a mid three star ranked guy. Uh, so there's definitely some room to grow. There has other offers from Maryland, Miami, Penn state, South Carolina, uh, Boston college, a few others thrown in there as well. Uh, so a, a pretty decent offer list for an unranked guy. And uh, funny enough, Michigan actually offered Blanding all the way back on May 14th of 2020. So they've been recruiting him for uh, almost two full years now. Uh, Blanding is probably more of an interior guy. The last two more edge rushers, last two guys that we've talked about, definitely more on the edge. Uh, Blanding, definitely more on the interior already has a pretty decent build at six three two seventy five, So you like to see that. Um, John, um, I, I, you, you're both from New York. So I assume that you know a lot about this guy. So I'm just going to pass it over to you. Um, <laughs> no, very interesting prospect though. Um, D tackle is going to be a pretty decent need in this class. 
Um, and they've sent the offer out to him uh, almost two years ago. So this predates Mike Elston's time in Ann Arbor, but uh, they've continued to recruit him and they're letting him visit this weekend for the spring game. So he still clearly has interest uh, despite the uh, uh, defensive coaching staff turnover that has happened uh, since he got offered all the way back in 2020. So uh, again, an, another uh, kind of under the radar, interesting defensive lineman that Michigan is uh, looking to make a pretty big move on here. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to see his name pop up um, as a potential visitor because Michigan had offered so long ago and you hadn't really uh, heard much, you know, with, uh, Michigan and Blanding before, uh, you know, this past uh, couple of days when the report came out. So um, it's, it's just, <clears throat> it's interesting to see that Michigan's been kind of still uh, recruiting him through the coaching turnover and through all this time. So I think it, you know, means they, they have at least some interest in him. Uh, maybe Elston, you know, kind of took a new fresh look at him and liked what he saw and has decided to pursue him. So um, you know, speaking from, you know, New York high school football perspective, it's not the greatest competition um, down there in the city uh, there, you know, there is probably better uh, football being played there. I know he plays for Christ the King, which is a pretty big athletic school. Um, so I think, you know, it's decent, but not the, the greatest. Um, so, you know, looking at his highlights, I definitely, you know, see someone who's probably ticketed more towards the interior, um, you know, plays with a pretty high pad level, but looks stronger than his competition. And, uh, you know, so I think he's probably uh, more of a developmental guy, but uh, he's, he's an interesting, interesting one to, to keep tabs on and see um, how legit Elston's interest is, or, or maybe just kind of a, a you know, token uh, offer visit because, uh, you know, Michigan had been on him for so long. Yeah. Yeah. John, I was kind of, um, agreed with you in terms of just being somewhat surprised that he was, that he was involved in the visitor list this weekend. Obviously, you know, that's a, it's a long time, um, you know, coming when the offer comes, you know, May of 2020 and then up to now, um, especially with its staff turnover, you know, you go from Sean Nua and now Mike Elston is in and who knows, maybe Elston has, has been able to, you know, keep in contact with him and, and be able to, to convince him that, Hey, you know, this, this might be a place that you still want to come. I know, I know Penn state has had some traction with them um, recently in terms of they, they just offers it offered him in February and just, he just recently uh, looks like he took an unofficial visit there um, to the Nittany lions. So uh, like, like you said, it's, it's a, it's an impressive offer list for a guy that, that does remain unranked on the composite rankings. So obviously, you know, there are a lot of teams that, that see something in him, um, you know, that eventually he could, he could be a really good interior lineman player on a, on a power five school. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it this weekend and, and whether, whether, you know, the two between Michigan and, um, you know, and Blanding, if they can, if they can really maintain a relationship and, um, you know, for the future. So. Yeah. I I think this is one of those recruitments that, it makes sense to bring him back or bring him to campus. I should say Um, they offered him so long ago, obviously Mike Elston had nothing to do with Michigan offering him. Perhaps he knew of uh, Blanding when he was uh, at Notre Dame, but it could be interesting to get him on campus just to see if the measurables kind of line up with what they think 
if he really is 6'3", 275, if he's any taller or shorter, if he's any uh, bigger uh, weight-wise, um, could, could be a decent prospect to at least keep on the back burner if things don't work out with their other guys along the interior defensive line. So I, I would uh, I lean towards what John said and, and may just be one of those visits that it, it, it could just be, you know, hey, we offered you so long ago, uh, we got the spring game, come on over, but uh, who knows? I, I, I would imagine that we'll know a lot more um, post-visit. Uh, so I'm very interested to see what happens with that. Finally, let's let's get to the lone offensive player on the currently expected visitors list. I'm sure this will grow. Like I said, we're recording on a Monday, so these visitor lists uh, grow and grow as the week goes on. And we'll obviously have a full list out on mazerbrew.com by the time Friday rolls around uh, so you can get a better idea of what the uh, visitor list, the full visitor list, is actually looking like. But like I said, let's get to the only offensive player so far, and that is 2023 four-star offensive lineman, Miles McVeigh. And this dude is a total beast. He's 6'6", 358 is, uh, is his weight on 24-7 sports. I mean, that that's a big boy. Uh, from the state of Illinois, uh, East St. Louis is the city there that he's from, ranked number 126 on the 24-7 sports composite, uh, has other offers by, you would imagine, I mean, for a, uh, a fringe top 100 player, really good offers, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Oregon, USC, Michigan State is also heavily involved in his recruitment as well. He is actually scheduled uh, an official visit to Michigan State on June 17th. It's the only official visit that he has uh, lined up this summer so far. He's also coming off an unofficial visit to Alabama last weekend. uh, So he has seen Tuscaloosa up close now coming to Ann Arbor this weekend. So, John, this is a, a pretty big visit for Miles McVeigh and Michigan as well. Um, I, I think it's interesting that he set his uh, official visit, his only official visit that he set up so far is to Michigan State. And over the last few recruiting cycles, it, U of M and MSU haven't really been in a ton of recruiting battles, but perhaps this one uh, is like the first of, of many to come with Jim Harbaugh and Mel Tucker uh, with Miles McVeigh. I'm interested to see how this goes. Yeah, what I think is interesting, too, is that usually when Michigan, Michigan State uh, are battling for a prospect, it's almost always for an in-state guy. But now it's, uh, you know, it could turn into someone from East St. Louis, uh, which would be pretty random. But I think we kind of have to start, you know, getting used to seeing Michigan State involved in more of these uh, national battles. They're definitely ramping up their recruiting a bit more. But uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, the other schools like Alabama and Oklahoma involved in his recruitment probably still hold a little more weight just, you know, with the uh, history and recent success behind those two schools that are better than even Michigan. So um, I think those two are something to look out to. And, you know, with someone like Caden Green, who's also from the state of Missouri, I guess McVeigh isn't technically from Missouri, but he's basically from St. Louis. So I'm going to throw him in with uh, the Missouri kids. Um, But I think Oklahoma does well in that uh, state too. So um, I think they could, they're always someone I'm a little wary of, but um, it's nice to see, you know, a top 150 prospect that wasn't really talked about 
much beforehand, um, all of a sudden coming up for his first visit. I think that's good uh, opportunity for Michigan there. They always do great in their visits um, to make a good first impression there. Um, I think he's another guy that uh, Michigan was, is going to want to take a look at in person just because of, of his weight, you know, being, you know, 360 pounds um, usually isn't a good thing in high school. You, you know, you really want to uh, be lean and add on the, the pounds. I think that's been shown to prove uh, more success in the NFL draft. So I think they just kind of want to get a look at his body and see how much of his bad weight and see if uh, they can, you know, kind of develop that. Yeah, I think the, I agree. I think the Michigan, you know, the potential Michigan, Michigan state battle is, um, is definitely intriguing here and, and whether Michigan can, um, you know, if they want to want to pursue, um, you know, McVay here. And it, it, it's interesting watching his, um, you know, just, just looking at some of his huddle highlights and I'd go through some of those. It's just, when when you look at his, just his sheer size, it's, it, it's, it's enormous where, you know, there's a defensive end. They'll either, they try to get around him and he just kind of like moves one way and just stays in front of him. Or if they try to go low, he pretty much just lays on top of him. Like there's, there's no getting around him in terms of the pass rush. Um, but like I say, John, it, when a guy's this size, you know, and I just see him trying to get up field a little bit and, you know, he he can do it, but it's, you know, at, at, to what extent um, is he able to really, you know, move his body and, um, you know, be a consistent, you know, uh, tackle at the power five level, like, like say how much of it is good weight, how much they need to need to shed off. Um, so it's one of those type of things that they'll look at that, but, um, you know, with a guy, his size, you know, six, seven, um, in his weight, obviously he'll, um, you know, he'll have a chance to be a really good player at the, at the power five level. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good thing that, that Michigan can get him in Ann Arbor this weekend for the, for the spring game. Yeah. Absolutely. He, you always got to worry, like, like you guys have said about the whole weight thing with 360 pounds. I mean, that's just, it's insane for a uh, high school player or, or just anybody really <laughs> to, to be athletically gifted and, and be that large of a human being. Um, I think back to Michael and Wenu uh, in his recruitment, he was a big kid and has since uh, graduated from Michigan uh, as a big adult and is now playing in the NFL as a big man. And uh, he's, he's done pretty well for himself. So it, it's not always a huge concern, but it, it is something like you guys mentioned that Michigan, the coaches, they'll want to see up close and make sure that he can actually, uh, actually play football at that weight. Um, I'm sure they'd probably uh, want him to, to slim down a little bit just because 360 is, it's a lot, but um, I, I'm sure they'll have all of those questions and more answered uh, this weekend uh, following, or maybe before the spring game, who knows how they're going to handle this, this weekend of, of recruiting uh, with visitors. So um, yeah, no, I appreciate you boys hopping on as usual. And I appreciate you all out there in listener land for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at buddy? At Simmons underscore John. Seth, where are you at on Twitter? Barry underscore Seth 14. And follow Maze and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Just type in Maze and Brew. You'll be able to find it. Uh, subscribe to all of our podcasts here. We would certainly appreciate that. Give us the five-star reviews. Go check out the YouTube channel, posting some of our podcasts over there as well. 
For John Simmons and Seth Barry, I am Vaughn Lozon. We'll come back at you guys next week with another edition of Future Brew.